0: Go check out platform.com that's P L T four M.com for our full series and catch up on any episodes you might've missed. Don't forget to check out at coach Schiffman on Twitter and use the hashtag hog football chat. When you're there, we have a great episode for you today. So let's go ahead and kick this off. Before we even kick off the podcast, I want to just remind everyone to go like, subscribe, and keep up with these weekly episodes. If you like what you hear, spread the word so more coaches can tune in for our weekly podcasts. All right, here we go. Hey guys, welcome to another edition of the Hog Football Podcast. Today I have got Coach Jason Mons with me. Coach Mons is entering his ninth season as the head coach of Saguaro football in Arizona and his 14th season overall with the Sabercats. Um, in eight seasons as a head coach, Coach Mons has compiled a 97-12 and 12 record with an Arizona State record six, six count them, consecutive state championship titles. Uh, coach Mons has been named the AIA Division III Coach of the Year in 2013 and 14. He was named the National Football Foundation Arizona Football Coach of the Year in 2015, the News Channel 12 Friday Night Fever Arizona Coach of the Year in 2016, and the Arizona Cardinals High School Football Coach of the Year in 2017. Coach Mons was a finalist for the NFL's Don Shula National Coach of the Year Award in 2017-19. and And this one kind of was the coolest one to me. Um, In 2018, Coach Mons was named one of the three recipients of the inaugural Whataburger Max Preps Heart and Soul of the Game Award for coaches who set an example of leadership to his team and in the community. Coach Mons, it is super awesome to have you. Hope you're doing well. How's it going? It's going great, Coach. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks
1: for uh, for reading that off. And yeah, you're right. That that last one, that's the one that was uh, probably the, the the biggest honor because it's more about um, you know the, the things I'm doing in the community and and the people recognizing that that the all the Coach of the Year stuff. That just means that you had really good players and really good teams, and
0: right. and you were the you were the
1: guy that that got credit for it at the end of the whole thing. So. Uh, That's right. Yeah, no. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. I know um, I, you, you do awesome things. I follow you. I get great stuff from you every day. Your your uh, your Twitter content is uh, is phenomenal, and it was cool to it's cool to meet you when I was out there in Chicago uh, before this whole thing got shut down.
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, you know, we we've at Lake Forest, we've got one of your former players, and and uh, he he speaks nothing but but praise and and, and, and you know, high things about you. So it was awesome to get to meet you, like you said, and, and uh, it, I'm excited to sit down and talk with you for a bit right now. Yes, sir. So, you know, obviously you, you've had a ton of success at, at Saguaro. Um, you know, you guys have, like I said, you won six state titles in a row. how important was the offensive line to the success of those teams?
1: I mean, that's our whole, you know, I call the offense as well as being the head coach, and, and our whole – focal point of our offense is built around running the ball uh, and so everything we do really starts up front and so those guys that's it that's the that's the, the backbone of of the offensive system that we run is uh, re- it relies on those guys uh, those guys kicking ass and, and, and moving guys off the line of scrimmage and being athletic and being smart um, so yeah that's that's it I mean that that's probably the one consistent thing you, you can look at it. we've had different kinds of quarterbacks and we've had years where we, we predominantly were, were a running team. We've had years where we were very balanced. We've had years where we threw the ball more. Uh, but the one consistent thing has been really good offensive line play.
0: Right. Uh, yeah, and I mean, that's kind of – especially at that level, at the high school level, that is – that that's super important um, for, six, for any – you know, for any kind of team. So, you know, you, you kind of brought up your offense. Uh, one of the questions that I was thinking, you know, I had was, was sort of – and, you know, like you said, you call the offense. How did you guys – you know what kind of made you switch to to the style of offense you guys run now? Was it something that you kind of had always wanted to run? Was it something you kinda of, kind of had adapted to? And, and you know what, you guys are a, a, you know a, an up tempo spread offense. What what kind of made you go go that route? Well, I'll tell you when I uh, I
1: started coaching at Saguaro High School in 2007, I was a head freshman coach, and uh, so I kind of inherited. An offensive style um, that, that they had been running and had success with, which was really a, a 10 personnel four wide uh, offense. And they were been really kind of an innovative uh, 10 personnel team with, with really being one of the early teams running zone read and power read and some of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, what, where we've evolved to now is where we are a base 11 personnel team and, uh, and really try to get into some heavier sets too, get into some 12 personnel. And um, we've evolved to that. Uh, because of the the prevalence of the odd front uh, defense that we see out in Arizona with 3-4 and 3-3 and all that stuff and you know all of our zone run game and some of the things we were trying to do out of 10 personnel just started becoming difficult because of all the different looks and fronts and and things that those odd front teams were doing to us and um, so I just felt like I I wanted to get a tight end uh, body in the game and, and be able to create that extra gap in the run game and and still be able to do what we do in our pass game, which is we always want to present the threat of four verticals. Um, right. And so that was why I really like shifting to that 11 personnel look and then now you know into the, some of the 12 personnel stuff because now in 12 personnel, you create two extra gaps uh, in the run game for the defense to account for, but you can also still threaten four verticals. And I think at the at the very most basic level, that's kind of what we want to do is we want to force the defense to put hats in the box uh, or we're going to run the ball, and if they put, you know, if they try to, if they try to match us or outnumber us in the box, then we want to be able to take the top off with our four vertical game, and, and so that's where, that's where why we are where we are now is is really just trying to be able to match them hat for a hat in the box, and and uh, and and always be able to to run the ball. We never want to get in a position where um, the run game is is uh, is eliminated because we don't have enough hats.
0: Right, and you know that's you know I can that's sort of. At any level, you know, you want you know, if you can, if you can establish the run and, 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 and you know, kind of dominate your opponent physically and, and, and play good defense, you're going to win a lot of your games. So that's, uh, you know, it's, it's definitely an important thing to have that run game. Um, you know, how over the years you guys have, have obviously, you know, you've won six state titles. Uh, you know, you guys won a lot of state titles before that as well. Not six in a row, obviously, but. Um, you know, you've won 97 games in eight years. How, you know, how have you guys been able to just, to just sustain that program? Um, you know, the the, the you know, I hate to use the buzzword culture, but but the culture sustain that culture, and, and and what's been the, I guess what's been the biggest difficulty you've had in trying to keep that that going?
1: Well, yeah, I think you know you said the main word. It's if, if you're going to sustain success at a very high level. Yeah, it, 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 count, it you know, it depends on the culture that you've created. Um, and, and the kids have to understand the culture has to be very well defined. Uh, there has to be buy-in across the board. You know, I think one of the biggest things that we've had success with is the continuity of our coaching staff. Um, mm-hmm. you know, we've, we've been able to find really good guys, really good coaches that do it for the right reasons, uh, and, and really have strong relationships amongst the coaching staff and then from the coaching staff to the players. And, and it's not, it's not a one man show. And I, and I, I try to tell people all the time, you know, that's the head coach, you're, you're, your name's on it. So when things go well, you get all the accolades and, and when things go poorly, you know, everybody's, everybody's calling you out, but, um, you know, we've had the success we've had because we've got tremendous coaching staff of guys that, that, uh, that are, that are damn good coaches, but they're even better men. And, uh, and that's where I tell people all the time, you know, our, the culture that we've built, the, it's built around relationships. It's built right. around, um, you know, genuinely caring about people, treating kids the right way. You know, the whole, you know, the whole respect is earned, not given. No, we, we love our kids and respect them. And, and they can lose that respect by their actions. But, but you know, we're going we're gonna to love them up. We're going to treat them well. We're going to have fun. Uh, we're going we're gonna to make sure that they know that they're special for, for doing the things, making the sacrifices we ask them to do. Um, but we want to create, we just want to create a culture that, you know, we use the family tagline like everybody else in America, but <laughs> we want ours to, we want it to be authentic. You know, when when kids leave our program, they really feel like they were part of a brotherhood um, that, that they're always a part of. And I think that's, that's what we've had success with is, is getting, is building a program. It's not, it's not, it's not trying to convince them, but it's, it's making it an authentic product right. um, that, that once they've been a part of it, they're like, man, this is special. And I feel privileged to be a part of this. And I want to leave my legacy and I want to do the things that the guys that came before me did. And, and uh, man, when you get a bunch of teenage kids to buy into that um, you know, they'll, 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 they'll go to war for you. They'll, they'll work their ass off and they'll, they'll commit to doing that year round.
0: Absolutely. And I think, you know, the, the word you use there that that kind of really struck a chord with me was authentic, uh, because kids can smell bullcrap from miles away. And, and you know, when, when when you can be open, and when you can be honest with them, they they know that. And then, like you said, they, they put that belief in they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna run through that brick wall for you. And, and that's, you know, that's when you get those special groups of guys, for sure. No doubt.
1: Yeah, you know, I think, there's so many good things out there. There's so, there's so much good material on leadership and team building and things like that. But at the end of the day, if, if, if you just buy somebody's PowerPoint and read it to the kids, it, it, it's not going to have any impact. It's, you've got to, you've got to digest that information, you know, and, and as, as a coach, as a leader, you should always be finding ways to get better, but then you have to take that information that, that, you, that you gather and you have to make it your own. And, right. and so that when you, when you present it to your team, they know it's something that you believe in. It's not just somebody else's philosophy. And I think yeah. that's what we've put, we've put a lot of emphasis on is, is making it, I've I've got, to, I've got to lead the way that I know how to lead. You know, I, And I think that was the biggest mistake I made when I took over the program. I took over a successful program. And, and I tried to lead the way our former head coach led. Well, he was a, he was a guy. He, he had coached pro football. He was a Marine you know, I, I didn't do any of those things. I wasn't a Marine. I didn't, I didn't coach pro football. My, my leadership style was different. You know, I started off as a, as a youth football coach and I coached freshman football. And, and so my style and, and the way I connected with my players and the way I led was different. And my first year I, tr- I tried to be the previous coach. I, I wasn't, I wasn't authentic to myself. And, it, and, and like you said, the kids, they, they smell that out real quick. And, and, uh, and it was not, you know, my first year was a rough year and right. uh, we went eight and four, we lost in the second round of playoffs and, uh, I didn't have a lot of fun, and I don't, I don't know that our coaching staff had a lot of fun. I was trying to micromanage everybody, and, and I took a step back. I was like, man, you know, I'm not getting paid enough to be miserable and have the people around me miserable, and so I was like, I, I'm going to do this thing my way. I'm going to do it the way I know how, and uh, if I flame out, I flame out. At least I can say I, I, I tried to do it the way that that was, that was true to myself, and, and that's really when the success and, and my, my coaching career took off.
0: Yeah, that's. I mean, that's true. Uh, for anybody, any young coaches out there listening to this, that is that is – some absolutely golden advice right there for you don't don't try to be somebody that you're not be yourself and and uh and you'll have success for sure um you know one of the other things i wanted to ask you about and this was kind of cool i remember um at the end of the season uh so i don't even know if you noticed this or not football scoop always does this thing at the end of the year where they talk about nuclear winter where they talk about like their coaching Uh, predictions and whatnot and I remember talking to to Stone Matthews who's at Lake Forest College and and was one of your former players about this but they had you listed as a potential FCS head coach this this upcoming season as getting a job Um, I don't know if you saw that I don't know if it was brought to your attention but I thought it was kind of neat uh do you you know does that kind of stuff play a role at all you know do you do you do you – you know, how do you handle those rumors to your kids and how do you handle that kind of – that kind of talk, so to speak? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's funny. Uh, I,
1: I got a text <laughs> – I got a text uh, from, from uh, a buddy of mine that's that's, uh, that's actually a college coach and, and uh, he was like, hey, man, he goes, I, you know, uh, I want on your staff, you know, if this thing happens, I was like, what are you talking about, you know? So, <laughs> I thought it was funny as it was like, you know, it's just all projections and they do it they do it to get clicks and and uh, yeah. the football scoop guys are good guys. I, I I met them first uh when I when I spoke at to Tony Franklin's OC Magic uh, clinic last year and they had they had written a really nice article about me and so I think you know they were just looking to throw some splash out there or something. So um, you know, I'll tell you the last probably five years, uh every off season, um there's rumors like, Oh Mons is leaving, he's you know, right. he's taking off and I think what you tell people is you gotta be real with people, which is this you know, I'm not out actively looking for college jobs. I, am not, I, I haven't, you know, I don't go to, I don't go to the, you know, the, 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 cl- the convention and, and, uh, and, and try to like, you know, um, <laughs> you know, rub elbows and right. you know, politic for jobs. You're not, you're not you posting know, your resume up. You know, I'm not posting my resume. I'm not job searching. I, I'm really happy where I am. I've got a, I've got a four-year-old daughter and a one-year-old son, and we've got family out here, and I'm in a phenomenal spot. I mean, Scottsdale, Arizona is about as good as it gets, and I'm in a great yeah. program, and my, my coaching staff is, is comprised of a bunch of my best friends. And, and uh, so the, the way things are going for me are really good. And, and my dad coached, coached college and pro football for a long time. And that was the one thing he told me is he was like, you know, if you ever find yourself somewhere where you're really happy, it doesn't matter what level it is. It doesn't matter if it's high school, college, pro, you know, just, just enjoy it because the, this, you know, the coaching profession is a tough one and, and there's not a lot of security. And, and so I kind of feel like I'm in that situation. I'm in a great spot. Um, I've had some things come across my table, um, and I've turned down a couple things. I've had, I've had a couple that, that were really good opportunities, uh, that just didn't come to fruition because there's so many variables. Mm. Um, but, um, you know, that's what I tell people is I'm just honest with them. I say, I'm, I am not searching for jobs. I love where I am. I'm happy to be here. And if I was here for the next 30 years, um, I'd be thrilled. And, and, uh, and that's, and that's honest. But at the same time, if a great situation comes along for myself and my family, um, then I'm gonna I'm gonna look at it and I, I'm gonna consider it. And that doesn't necessarily mean I'm gonna take it, but you know I'm not gonna I'm not gonna just say no just to say no. So I'll, and I think if you're if you're real with people and and you and you and you're just open and honest and tell them the truth then they can say hey you know what I, I feel good with that. And that's you know Arizona is an open enrollment state, so the incoming crop of freshmen every year that's the biggest question is are you gonna be here? Are you gonna be here for the next three years? Or the next four years? I say I can't guarantee you that I am. I can just guarantee you that I'm not out actively looking to leave. And, right. And that's Absolutely. Kind of
0: yeah, I mean that, that that's great. I mean that's you know that's that's again a good great lesson for 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 some young coaches maybe listening you know the the be where you're at, you know, that's, that's the yep. thing. coach where you're at and, and, and make them make the best out of every situation you're in, because you know, that, that, that's where you are. And that's where you, you know, you're supposed to be at that time. So that's, that, that's a great, great message. And that's how, and, and, I, and I will say, I mean, that's, it's, it's crazy. I'm in Scottsdale, Arizona. I mean, Arizona
1: is not known as a hotbed of, of football and all that stuff. And all I've done is just try to bust my ass to do the absolute best job I can at Solaro high school. And uh, people have taken notice and, and, and you know, I, Opportunities like this, you know, I've 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 met and spoken with people, and and so I think it's you don't have to feel like well I'm in a place where nobody's gonna find me even if I'm I'm doing great and all this. I mean, if you just if you just go and attack every day. And be the absolute best coach you can. Whether that's hey, if you're the if you're the freshman head coach like I was, be the best damn freshman head coach in the country. And the and the varsity guys going to recognize that. Yeah. He's going to give you a shot to be the varsity position coach, and then be the best damn varsity position coach that you can be. And then you know, hey, maybe the OC goes and gets a head job somewhere, and now all of a sudden he either wants to hire you to be his OC or the you know head coach you're with wants to have you replace him. And that's what happened for me. And and then you know all of a sudden, boom! I'm I'm, I'm trying to be the best damn OC I can be. And uh, and our head coach he gets a college job. And our principal, he, he know he he recognized the work I was putting in and he gave me an opportunity. You know, I had never been a head coach at a big program. And so I just think you just never know who's watching and, and you just control those things that you can control and, uh, and and put your best foot forward every day in the position you're in. Because I, I I agree with you. If you start chasing other things, then you're taking your attention away from the, the place that you are right now, and, and you won't right. be as good as you can be. And and uh, it's it's that's kind of the recipe for 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 a disaster for for never climbing and never
0: creating more opportunities for yourself. Yeah, absolutely one one thousand percent correct, right there, Coach. So uh, last question I've got for you, and this this could be a tough one. It stumps some people, but. Uh, you know, I, I kind of want to know your, your offensive line, Mount Rushmore, and, and it can be guys you've coached, it can be guys you played with, or it can just be guys that you are um, a, a, a casual fan of. But, but who are you putting on that five-man uh, offensive line, Mount Rushmore? <laughs> you, you know what?
1: I'm going to throw this out there because my Mount Rushmore has got to be guys that, that, uh, that went to war uh with with our program and so uh so I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna give that one I'm not gonna throw I'm not gonna throw like the NFL guys out there I, I'm gonna throw guys that I coached out there and and we've we've had some pretty special ones so I'm gonna start it, uh with a kid that's playing for us right now he's our left tackle his name's Bram Walden and uh he's he's uh, a 2021 kid so he'll be a senior next year committed to play in the All-American game uh what used to be an army game uh, got offers from everybody in the country but you know kid's He's 6'4". He's, he's not like a 6'6 kid. He's 6'4". He's, he's long lever, but, I mean, the kid could drop down in the splits right now, you oh, know, by warming up. Um, he's He's got incredible athleticism. He's got some dog in him. He loves the game. He's a coach pleaser. So, you know, I'd roll with that kid anytime. He, he, he loves the game, he, he, and he wants to get better. He wants to work. So, you know, shoot, he's, he's big time. Um, left guard, I had a kid named Sean Sewards that graduated in 2016. Sean transferred to us, and he had played nose tackle. You never played offensive line. He was six two and three quarters, just under six, three, 330 pounds, and he was another kid that was as twitchy and as flexible as you've ever seen. I, I had a coach when I was trying to get him recruited to Boise State, and uh, a guy named Scott Huff, who's now the, the uh, O line coach at University of Washington, came in and he's like, "Man, I can this kid bend? And I said, "Yeah, kid." He can. He's another kid. He can do the splits. I mean, he's unbelievable. So he had right. him to take a, a a dowel rod and put it over his head, and he said, "Just squat as low as you can." And he he put his he put his ass crack on the floor and had 330 <laughs> pounds. So, uh, you know, stud right there. And then when we go to center, uh, I had a kid that played for us. He's actually now helping coach our freshman team. His name's Reuben Pimbert. Hopefully, he listens to this uh, because he was not a, a Division One college football player. He didn't play college football at all, but he was a 4.0 you know 4.0 GPA kid. Uh, and he he loved football. He was everything you want in a center. You know, he wasn't overly big. You know, five five eleven, two hundred you know thirty pounds or something like that. But man, the kid could make every call. He he competed his ass off. He got everybody. He made everybody around him better. He was he was big time. He was yeah. big time. So I'm gonna take him. And then I'm gonna go right guard. I got a kid named Corey Stevens. Uh, that uh, one of my all time favorite kids. He's actually playing at Arizona State right now and uh cory played tackle for us but he was he was more of a guard center uh another kid 4.4 gpa a coach pleaser te- great teammate leader everything you want in a kid cerebral tough ass just everything everything you want in a kid he was he was phenomenal and and uh and I, I love him love coaching him and it's been fun to see him and then my last one my right tackle is going to be a kid named cyrus hobby to play for us uh, was another All-American kid, uh, and played in the uh, in the Under Armour game, went to USC, and uh, had had his career kind of cut short a little bit with injuries. But man, right. he was a freak. He was a freak, physical. Uh, another kid, loved football, loved the weight room, passionate about the game. So there you go. There's my all saguaro offensive line. There's a bunch of good ones I left off, but. Um, yeah, shoot. If if I'm gonna talk ball, I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna talk about the guys I know and I love. Yeah, and, and that's that's five damn good ones right there. I could I could probably I could probably give you a second team. That, that's just <laughs> is good too.
0: <laughs> well, that's, I, I love it. I absolutely love it, Coach. That's great. You know, you're. Uh, I've had obviously I've asked everybody that question. I've gotten a different response from from everyone. They've all been great responses, but that's uh, that's a good one right there. I appreciate that. So, well, Coach. Thanks, Thank you for taking the time and talking with me. I I, I appreciate it. Uh, I know you're a busy man, um, but hopefully you guys are are staying healthy and staying safe out there. And, and uh, you know, once this is all over, hopefully we'll, uh, we'll, we'll catch up again soon. Yes, sir. Yeah. Thank you for having me on.
1: I appreciate it. You know, coaches out there listening I'm on Twitter uh, at coach Mons, M-O-H-N-S. And uh, if you follow me, I'll follow you back. And I love talking ball. I've been, I've been pretty active during this break of, of uh, connecting with people and talking ball. And so, uh, and especially young coaches, if there's anything I can do to, to help you out,
0: don't, uh, don't hesitate to reach out. Awesome coach. Thank you again. And uh, we'll see you soon. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thanks again for everyone listening and remember to go check out platform.com for the full series of hog football podcast episodes. We want to thank everybody for their continued support and be on the lookout for our hog football chat series from Twitter on our website, hogfootballchat.net. You can check out all of our great sponsors and tons of awesome...